Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott. And I'm Stevie Nicks. Why did I say Nicks, guys? Because Trader Nicks Tea Company is written on our board. So James saw Nicks. <sighs> What's the was... rule of me coming up with a name? Nothing. <laughs> What's in front of <laughs> What's his face? That? There you go. I was seriously planning if you said Mickey Mouse, I was going to leave this room like, wow. and quit. <laughs> well, it's a Disney podcast. And there's like flip a table. seven Mickey Mouses in front of me at all times. One of which is on my arm. And then there's another one on my other arm. This is a nightmare. Is it? You I'm getting, chose them. Yeah, I did. And I'm getting more tattoos coming up here soon. Did I tell you I'm getting one in about a week? Nope. Nope. Two weeks, actually. And then we're getting more in like a month. Yeah. Two weeks after that. So. I want more. Come on down. Okay. Come on down to the tattoo rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> The, the first guy that I'm going with, he is a real cutie pie. Too. Yeah, he was oh, like, yeah? James was like, you're not allowed to see, you're not allowed to get tattooed by this guy because I think I'm falling in love with him. Yeah. I mean, he's like, um, it's not it's not even like classic, oh, there's a hot guy. He's just, he's quietly hot. Oh, okay. Oh my goodness gracious, James man. is blushing. <laughs> I just crossed my legs. <laughs> Well, let's uh, do a round robin. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Ashley, how are you doing? I have officially started having nightmares about researching for this podcast. So yes, you have. I think that's indicative of something. <laughs> what did you call it? Research anxiety? Yeah. <laughs> well, that could have something to do with me doing nothing for this podcast. So maybe I need to pull my weight a little bit more. Hey, we showed up, Sarah. I'm here. Yeah. And that's the talent, you know. That's all you can really ask of me. It's actually just all I'm willing to give. No, that's not true. Yeah. But I did start back at my my normal day job today. Mm-hmm. And so I've been up since 6.45. But... Not super pleased with that. No. Um, yeah, the podcast was preceded by a chorus of yawns between her and I. Oh, my jaw keeps cracking because I'm yawning so hard. Well, this is my third cu- cup of <laughs> coffee, so. I could have used some too thanks for Sorry. thinking of me <laughs> welcome to the sleepy time podcast no i'm just drinking on the mic wow i hate that so much please um we are wearing a new shirt which is pretty cool yeah you are you two um, are wearing it do we want to describe it ash it is our red car trolley t-shirt and it says red car trolley and the classic Mm-hmm. And it is modeled after the Clash album, London Calling, which was modeled after Elvis Presley's self-titled album. First I album. didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that first part. I knew it at one point, but I had forgotten. The more you know. The more you know. Yeah. Ding. So uh, there you go. I hear something. Justin, it's 71 and mostly cloudy at not Disneyland. And it's 83 degrees Fahrenheit and partly cloudy at Disneyland. Wouldn't it be funny if you just did it in Celsius out of nowhere? <laughs> just converted it real quick. Um, there are Halloween decorations up as well at Disneyland. I think it just oh, it just yeah. went up like the oh, facade at DCA and stuff. Oh, I thought you were saying stuff. here, and I was like, "How where? did I miss that? <laughs> where did where? No, Ashley wouldn't allow it. No, I did have a pumpkin spice latte yesterday. Did you now? Well, a hot one. Here's why: we were gonna try to go apple picking, but all of the farms were like, "No, we're not doing that. COVID sucks. We already picked the apples. You can just come buy them." Mm-hmm. Aw. So whatever. But I was telling Morgan that we were gonna go do that, and she called me a basic white bitch. And I was like, well, if I'm going to be that, I'm going to drink a PSL. Yeah, dude. And I did. Yeah, dude. But I drank half of it and then filled the rest up just with black coffee, and it was much better. Here is the thing. Here is it. PSL, PSL Uh is so good. Oh, they're amazing. Oh, man. It's dessert. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's dessert. They're like 700 calories for a tall. I don't care. What was the other one that I I had last year? Salted something. Something. The cold brew? With the like salted, is that what it is? Foam stuff, like yeah. cream, mm-hmm. sweet cream, the salted sweet cream. Hey, James, stop the tape. Okay, what? Shh, what's up? I have to. I I need to take a break. Yeah. My tattoos look horrible. They look ashy. 
they're dry. They They do look horrible. Oh my god, yours yours do too. Everyone. Gosh. This is like dull tattoo land. Well, what do we do about this? (laughs) I don't know. What do we do about this? Oh, I have an idea. Let's put on some mad rabbit tattoo balm. (laughs) Balm. Is this a bomb like a gopher bomb? <laughs> no, it's tattoo cream for your tattoos. And it really helps enhance tattoos. In all seriousness, I use this every day. Yeah. He's not even kidding. No, He's I use it. He's been using it for a yeah. long time. I lube myself up every day with Mad Rabbit Tattoo Balm. In fact, he's often putting it on when I get here to record. <laughs> I am. It smells great. I've been using this stuff for a long time. And the good news is now we are recently an ambassador for Mad Rabbit Tattoo. So we have a, a little gift for you. If you have tattoos or you're thinking about getting tattoos. Or if you know someone that has tattoos. As a gift. There you go, Ash. Way to use your noggin. <laughs> we, we have a code for you at checkout called Tattoo Dependent. T-A-T-T-O-O-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. There you go. Boom. Uh, use that for 20% off at checkout for any of the stuff in their store. And that is a direct way to support our show. We get a little kickback for every purchase that you guys use that code. So make sure, again, to use code TATTOODEPENDENT at checkout. They have a tattoo balm and an SPF 30 sunscreen and a soothing gel for right after you get your tattoo when it's itchy and horrible and a little bit painful. Yes, if if you're a tattoo person, you know that can suck. It's the worst part. Other than tattoos hurting, the healing process can be really quite a pain in the butt. And I have to say that the packaging is so cool. It's so cool. It's very stylish. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I'm i getting myself some. And they have a lot of um, like packs they put together too, like a starter pack, um, the daily defense set, the new tattoo set, and enhance set. And they also have really cool merch as well. That's an excellent gift idea for... Your tattooed friends at oh, Christmas. Oh, absolutely. I, genuinely, I would be excited about mm-hmm. that. Be bold, be you, Mad Rabbit. Today, we're going to cover the life, the work, and the murder of Yale Gracie. Woo! Ooh. I'll do that the entire What time. a Go great ahead. name, just yeah, right, right off the bat. Yale Gracie. How do you spell Yale? Like, 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 like college, college Yale? Yeah. Really? What is uh, the ethnicity of Yale Gracie? Do you have that on there? Um, or is this just another James he's a white guy. way too deep of a question yeah, you just, don't have? No. He's a white fella. Nobody knows that. Well, because well, Gracie is, as you know, the family that started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yes. That's the same name, same spelling and everything. So I wonder. Well, his wait. middle name is Wilbur. That's a different spelling. Never mind. They're, they're so. E-I. Wilbur. E-I. So. Uh, I-E? I-E. Gracie. Like an acai bowl. Gracie Yeah. Well, Yale Wilbur Gracie. There's actually two anniversaries that we're celebrating him with. Okay. One is happy, one is not. September 3rd, which is this coming weekend slash last weekend for people who are listening right now, was his birthday in 1910. Okay. And then he was murdered September 5th in 1983. Wow. Zero's born. Yeah, it was. This has nothing to do with you. In a way, it does. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so Yale was born in Shanghai, actually, China. Okay. Because he was the son of an American consul. So he's a white dude with a name that is confusing that was born in China. I'm sure Got that it. was really fun for him. Yeah. He attended an English boarding school there. And then after graduation, the family moved to the U.S. And finally, he attended the Art Center School of Design in Los Angeles. So let's cover his early life. Okay. Let's, let's cover it. Let's cover it. He was a shy young boy that was fascinated by Popular Mechanics magazine. He had a complete set of the Boy Mechanics series of books, very cute, which were from the early 20th century and had tons and tons of projects for kids who liked to build things and work with their hands. It had stuff like magic tricks and 
instructables for making toys like sleds and boomerangs and cool. um, so even some really high level science projects that use materials that would make the helicopter parents of today faint. Right. I want to get my hands on these magazines. They exist. You can find them. Oh, yeah. Cool. And they're great. Yeah. Uh, it it does specify boys, obviously. Of course, girls aren't allowed to build things, especially mm. not in nineteen ten or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so the story goes: one of the classic Yale Gracie stories. When he was eight or ten, depending on your source. <laughs> He took a trip back east to visit his aunt and his cousins. When he got back, his mother asked him what he enjoyed most about the visit. He enthusiastically blurted out that he had enjoyed, quote, the little old woman who lives in the closet, who comes out each night to read stories to us. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Sheesh. That's terrifying. All messed up there. I mean, she sounds really nice. At least she's reading him stories. Yeah. So his cousins didn't want him to share this secret for fear that the little old woman who they loved would leave and never come back. So wait, his cousins were on board? Yeah, they were They were all a big fan of the little old lady from the closet. So was there actually a little old lady yeah. living in their <laughs> no, closet? I, yeah, I'm, I'm confused. I'm this was just like some thing they told each other? Ghost. Okay. Of course. Uh, it just occurred to me, did we... Did, I, I'm assuming people listening know why we're talking about this guy. I'm getting there. Okay. Just this making is, sure. I'm giving you backstory. Hold your horses, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he told his mom this, clearly against the wishes of his cousins. His mother, rightfully concerned, hearing about that, did some research at the local historical society and found photos of the family that originally built the home, including a woman that looked exactly like the woman in the closet. Hmm. Later in his career, he would recount this story to his colleagues, including Raleigh Klump, with whom Yale worked on the Haunted Mansion, among other projects. And Raleigh believed him wholeheartedly, saying Yale would never make anything up. He was about as straight as they came. As far as I'm concerned, it's true. It can't be any truer than that. Huh. <laughs> so. Man as Yeah. As I said, he was very important to many attractions at the parks. People think of him from the Haunted Mansion for the most part because of the tombstone, which I have drawn on our board, that pays tribute to him right in front of the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. It says, Master Gracie laid to rest. No mourning, please, at his request. Farewell. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. Okay, there's a glare on it, so I was reading it but having to move my head back and forth. <laughs> like that, an owl. I, I probably looked like I was dancing to what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> In 1939, Yale joined the Disney studio as a layout artist working on a lot of different uh, projects, including Pinocchio, Fantasia, and Donald Duck shorts. His... Not Donald Duck's shorts. No. Donald he Duck doesn't shorts. wear shorts. He's pantsless. He's pantsless. The way he should be. So when he first started, he's clearly only, he's working on background animation. This is something he studied for in his art school. Not with Disney. Not with Imagineering. He's just working with the, Dan the Disney animation. Okay. Oh, okay. So kind of like a bit role. Um, so, But his interest in devising gadgets and building models during his spare time on lunch hour experiments and tinkering garnered attention from Walt. As the legend goes, one Saturday afternoon, as Walt Disney made his rounds through the deserted offices to see what his staff was working on during the week, he came across one of Yale's mock-ups, which featured the illusion of falling snow. Impressed, Walt later asked the gadgeteer, to help research and develop attractions for Disneyland. What a dream come true. Right? Totally. And so Yale became an illusioneer at the time. Imagineer was not a word yet. Illusioneer? That is a fancy Wait, word. Wait, I messed that up. It's illusioner. <laughs> oh. I made it more fancy than it actually was. I actually like that. Let's just stick with illusioner. The illusioner. For the Grace Saeed. Gr Grace Saeed legend. 
There's a quote I found from John Hench, a former senior VP of creative development at Walt Disney Imagineering. He recalled of Gracie, Whenever we needed a special effect, we went to Yale. Sometimes it took a while to get what we were asking for. However, along the way, he'd develop other marvelous effects that we could use. I remember one time we asked him to create a particular illusion, and in the process of experimenting, he developed a gopher bomb, <laughs> which we all used in our yards. <laughs> it worked very well. Like, I was what like, what's mean? a gopher yeah. bomb? A, gof- a bomb for gophers. A go- gopher bomb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. That's funny. How is it different than like a bomb? What makes it specific to be a gopher bomb, I wonder? I don't know. Maybe it targets gophers DNA. Maybe it attracts them somehow. Do you attach it to a gopher? Maybe it's oh. dressed up like a female gopher. Like a suicide bomber <laughs> gopher. <laughs> so oh, moving on to his influence on the Haunted Mansion. Okay. Raleigh Crump, who was his partner in crime for so long, said, Disney gave Gracie and I an open door to come up with ideas, he said. We didn't have a clue on how to come up with ghosts and illusions, but we had our imagination and we had a lot of fun figuring things out. They had their own studio in the early 60s and were given a full year to come up with some ghosts for a new attraction, the Haunted Mansion. Mm. Allegedly, Walt even accompanied WED designers to matinee showings of at least one horror movie to research concepts for the attraction. Hmm. Can you imagine going to a horror movie with Walt Disney? No. I I mean... Yes, I can imagine it, but wow. What, what would that even be like? Like, is he into it? Does he not like them? I don't know. I would imagine he's not into it, but I'm sure he admires, like, the craftsmanship of it. Yeah, I don't know. His stern, sort of conservative way. I don't know if he's into it. Walt historians out there, if you know if Walt was into the gory horror, let us know. Well, he definitely was into, like, spooky. Yeah? He definitely liked that. Everything I mean, about Disney is spooky. Yeah, he liked the fun, <laughs> spooky Halloween time vibe. But that's different. That's different than liking horror movies, right? Agreed. Well, he, I like the spooky, Yeah, you but like I don't spooky, really but you don't really like horror movies. movies. I mean, he wasn't taking his Imagineers to see Saw. We're talking <laughs> about, <true>. like, <laughs> some 1960s suspense, probably. Yeah, well, I mean, what, what was horror even like in the 60s? What, probably what monsters. Mo- yeah. Right, like Creature of the... The Black Lagoon. Black Lagoon, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yep. Okay. Monster movies. Monster movies with Walt. Cute. Cute. After months of research, they settled on an old-fashioned illusion known as Pepper's Ghost, named for the 19th century exhibitor John Henry Pepper. It creates a near-transparent reflected image of a moving object with a trick of light through a pane of glass. Hmm. What do you think of when you hear that? I think of the ballroom scene. Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's not a trick glass, though. That's actual that's, ghosts. Those are actual ghosts. Yeah. They oh, hire clearly. them. clearly. Yeah. Yeah. So Gracie and Crump developed the grim grinning ghosts who magically materialize in the ballroom and within the doom buggies at the end of the ride, as well as weather effects like fog, rain, lightning, and wind. Sorry. I thought that was intentional. I did too. Actually, it wasn't. <laughs> I was like, that's a good timing. <laughs> yeah. There's an Instagram filter. Oh. <laughs> that's funny. Um, they also created the haunted pipe organ and the floating head of fortune teller Madame Leota in her crystal ball. Very cool. In a 1970 issue of the magazine Famous Monsters of Filmland... <laughs> Shortly after the Haunted Mansion opened at Disneyland, Gracie shared his thoughts about the mansion. He says, Often I simply don't know that something couldn't be done. It's like something a genius says. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know you couldn't do it. Right. (laughs) God. (laughs) Or narcissist. Yeah. (laughs) I would develop a concept and gather various gadgets and materials and keep trying until it worked. When we built the illusions, we were surprised to find how effective they actually were. People enjoy being frightened, but we couldn't make the attraction too scary because of the droves of children that would be coming. We decided to add the element of comedy. It's like adding a wink of an eye to the end of a ghost story. Someday I would like to design a real scare house. Some of the illusions that weren't used in the Haunted Mansion would send chills through anyone I know. Can you imagine like him actually getting to like run free with all the scary crap that came out of his mind. Yeah. Oh my God. Without anyone being like, oh, that's going to scare the children. 
Well, wasn't a bunch of his stuff um, and Raleigh Crump, they had like, they were talking about doing the Museum of the Weird. The Weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be like pretty spooky. Yeah. And a walkthrough. So mm-hmm. a lot of the things that I. Oh, that's right. It was supposed to be a walkthrough. That I read about that they had created these like really like masterful illusions and. and... Can you imagine the Haunted Mansion, but a walkthrough? Yeah. It'd be really weird. Really weird. I mean, it's obvious why it didn't work out. Yeah. You know, well, you thousands can't, of people. You can't look at something for too long. Well, and you and, can't dictate yeah. the pace of a walkthrough. Right. So you sit people down in a chair. You get to decide how fast they go. Yeah, and how long they are facing something. Exactly, and when they face it, and yeah, how they face it. You right. can't just expect somebody to stare at the same illusion over and over and over no. and still buy it. Right. <laughs> Although it would be fun to have a version of the haunted mansion that you could walk through. Yeah. You know, like an actual haunted mansion that you could walk through. But then that's that's kind of like a, a Halloween thing, isn't it? Yeah. That's m- more of your standard fare. Yeah. And it doesn't have the doom buggies. Right. True. They're so nice. So Yale also worked on pirates. Namely in several of the clouds, water, and fire effects that used projection. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I have more info on about all of that, but really, you're getting you get the the image. It's a lot of like m- moving light reflection imagery that is like his specialty. Yeah, illusion. Illusions, Michael. What is it? A trick is something OSD for money. <laughs> so I think that's Sorry. it. Is that the birdcage? Uh, no, I think it's the rest of development. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. They're illusions, Michael. <laughs> Um, hilariously, Yale later admitted after his involvement with the with the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction that he had never seen a firefly in his life until mm. he created that. How funny. Yeah. I have never seen a firefly in real life. Oh my god, I'm so sad I for haven't you. Either. I know. They're so magical. Is that just in the south? No. Midwest too. Muggy hot places. Oh, maybe I have. I don't remember it though. You would remember. Hmm. It's a magical is there butts that are lit yeah. up? Cute. <laughs> Cute. Also crickets. That they rub together their little paws. Yeah. And Remember like, how many crickets we had in our house? Sure do. In La Quinta? Sure do. Sorry. In? In? Inside the house. Inside the house. Oh, they were all over the ceiling. You had to shake out your shoes before you put them on. <gasps> People don't understand. The desert. They would fall on you in the middle of the place night. To live. And it was constant chirping. Yep. You got so used to it, it was like nothing. It didn't and those, bother us at all. There weren't actually cockroaches. No, uh, they date, were date, date beetles. beetles. Right. Yeah, they were They're like the so size big. of a date, like a uh-huh. prune. And they had freaking wings. Uh-huh. And dad would catch them. Yeah, he had a plastic cup and a spoon. <laughs> what, he, he called it call his it crouching tools. His crouching tools. <laughs> and he would go chase them down, <laughs> scoop it into the cup, and then shake it so that it was just stunned. Yeah, and so then couldn't get throw out. it outside. They were horrifying. Are they the kind of bug that has no spatial awareness so yes. they just flare it into you? Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. Totally. Like all beetles. Yeah. Just a like a B-52 just barreling of, at your head here's another fun thing that mom ruined my life with yeah. she she read me a story once about a homeless man in the desert that had something wrong with his ear oh yeah. Oh my god goes into the doctor mm-hmm. turns out it was one of those darn cockroach beetle things in his ear no thanks thanks mom yeah still sleep with your plugs today let's remind everyone that thanks this is lot. this is the same mother who became a grandmother and told her granddaughter that there's dead people under the grass. Yes. Thanks, Sue. Because your your uh, daughter asked her. Yeah, we may have actually talked we about have. this on the podcast oh, before. Yeah. But yeah, we were passing a cemetery and Lauren just said, <laughs> what is that? And mom told her, that's where they bury dead people. And Lauren said, what? Does, do they bury dead people under all grass? And at this point, mom stops listening and just goes, yeah. Yep. And so then we were at Target and she was asking me if the grass, like in the little medium thing. things in the parking lot, had dead people under them. Wasn't she crying? No, I don't think so. She was fascinated. <laughs> she was like four. But you were like, huh, and I was what like, now? wait, no. What? What? 
What? Why are you asking me that? Do I need to be concerned? And then she told me the story, and then I asked mom, and she just started cracking up because she realized <laughs> what had happened. She knew exactly what had happened. She's like, oh, yeah, I was just kind of That's halfway so listening good. to my granddaughter. Yes. All right. Back to Yale. <laughs> Yale. Uh, so then he also contributed to the 1964-1965 New York World's Fair attractions, including the Carousel of Progress. Ah. Oh, magic. The height of luxury and future. Yep. A moving room. Yep. VR glasses and... Dude. Machismo oh. jerk I, husband. I had a good time. Oh, I love it. I loved it. It was fun. Loved it. Well, Yale's involvement was the, the uh, when they when it moves from one scene to the next, yeah. there's a screen that has pixie dust that oh. somewhat obscures it, so you're just allowed to see a little bit of it at a time, not the full thing. Right. And it creates that transition time. It's also the same trick that is used in Space Mountain that hides the the rafters. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, so that okay, time okay. that you got stuck on Space Mountain, Sarah. Yes, and the lights came on. And the lights on. came on. You saw a good yeah. glimpse of it. Yeah. <laughs> All of the magic just Poof, drained gone. from me. Oh, boy. There's a lot of ladders. But it was actually really cool. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just a roller coaster in a room. Yep. About the size of Costco. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So he did lots of other crap, obviously. It's a legend. He and Crump made a number of updates to Fantasyland attractions. Uh, Crump would do the art and Gracie would do the effects like glowing eyes in the darkness. And, um, oh, this also includes the endless pouring of tea from the Mad Hatter's pot into a cup. Okay. Cool. Very cute. Very memorable. Yeah. He retired in 1975, but continued to consult on special effects and lighting projects for attractions at Walt Disney World and Epcot. Cute. So... He retired, was living a lovely retired life for approximately eight years. Mm. Uh-oh. When in 1973, no, 1983, I can do math, <laughs> September 5th, around 2.50 a.m., Yale Gracie and his wife Beverly were spending their weekend at a cabana in the Bel Air Bay Club in the Pacific Palisades. Whoa. Ritzy. They were members of the club, so that retired couple spent nearly every weekend there. If you're going to pay for it, you're going to get your money worth, you know? Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 2.50 a.m.-ish, an intruder broke into their cabin and shot both Yale and Beverly as they slept. Oh, my God. Yep. I didn't know this. Did you know that, Sarah? Yeah, but I Sheesh. didn't remember that it was in the middle of the night. Yep. Oh, wait. I do now remember he was shot. That's right. Yeah. Um, a club I member. Didn't that part of it. A club member heard the shots and called the police. Unfortunately, Yale died, but Beverly, who was rushed to a Santa Monica hospital, survived multiple gunshot wounds. Good lord. I think I heard she had at least four. Man. Um, Beverly later told police that it was a male intruder who broke into the cabin and fired several rounds from a small caliber handgun. He then fled northbound up the beach. Sadly, no other eyewitnesses uh, were identified at the club, so it was just her own um, recollection of what happened. Police sent this description of this of the man to lifeguard stations, gas stations, and various stores around town to keep an eye out for this man, described as being in his late 50s, supposedly accompanied by a dog. Hmm. Police assume that it was a transient, that was looking for drugs or money. Were things stolen? Nope. And just kind of came out blazing with the guns. Interesting. So, wow. if you are interested in this story... This is in what year? 83. 83, right. Um, the Murder Squad with Paul Holes and Billy Jensen did an episode on this. Oh, cool. There's not that much info out there, though, so basically everything I'm telling you right now is about all that they know about it but it was interesting because Paul Holes was able to give his interpretation of what mm -hmm. he thinks of that analysis wait so it sounds like just some crazy guy broke into the house and it sounds shot like him? a random attack but Jeez. Paul Holes said and a really nice area too really really nice really nice um he Paul Holes said that it it didn't make sense to him 
because he started shooting right away. Mm-hmm. So this right. idea that it was someone rummaging around for drugs or money didn't quite jive with his interpretation. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me either. This is a high risk to the offender to just make this loud noise in the middle of a really well-guarded... Mm-hmm. Um, he thinks could be premeditated since Gracie came there regularly. Perhaps he was targeted. If so, why? Mm-hmm. I mean, rich people are targeted. Pretty often. But he wasn't, like, super rich, though, right? I mean, he was staying in the Pacific Palisades at a club that had a cabana that he could go there every weekend. Yeah. I think right. that's some good money. But, I mean, he's a Disney Imagineer. Is that is that a rich job? I don't know. Disney Imagineers so. out there in our, lead- our listenership, let us know how much money you have. Well, that's what I was, <laughs> that's what I was getting at. I, I don't think that's, like, a you know, millionaire's job. Is that, does that I don't know. warrant a country club I membership? I think it probably and... depends on the level of Imagineer you are, and I think he was probably pretty up there. Yeah, he must have been. Wow. Maybe uh, Imagineer in the 80s was a higher paying job than it is. I but don't know. But it doesn't make sense to target someone and not actually get anything out of it. It's unsolved to this day, and, you know, a large part of that is because it doesn't make sense to be strictly a targeted thing Mm -hmm. and it doesn't make sense that it would be just random happenstance Mm. and there's only one eyewitness who was shot multiple times during the course of it so right so sadly nobody knows what happened really that's crazy he was 73 years old when he died having just celebrated his birthday two days prior and the haunted mansion opened late 60s Mm -hmm. and when did they involve the story of because um so what's his, his name? master gracie yeah his tombstone is some people think that he actually got that after he was killed not true this was a tribute to him while he was still alive yeah cuz aren't all the tombstones tributes to people who worked on the attraction yep so it's just i mean it's just a coincidence that he was murdered yep Okay, but he's got a huge part in the story, doesn't he? He does, but there's... So, um, I have a little bit of info about his legacy. I guess I'm just... It's a little eerie, almost. Yeah. But like, Oh, for sure. Not that long after... Cause it came out in 1969. Might as well call it 1970. Mm-hmm. Not that long after he gets murdered. 13 years later. Yeah. yeah. 13. Ooh. Ooh. Except it's 14. Because <laughs> James rounded up. Rounded up. Cool. So he was a Legends Award winner for his work in animation and Imagineering. He was inducted into the Disney Legends in 1999 after his death, obviously. Um, part of his legend, as you were speaking about, is that people semi-officially, unofficially name the Haunted Mansion Gracie Manor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Walt Disney World even had a sign ident- identifying it as a canon name of the location. So that was a kind of a nice little nod to it. So where does that come from? Is that just... That came from his death at that point. Okay, so what? people just people started calling, calling it... it that and it just stuck. It just kind of stuck. Because I hear it all the time. Yeah. Gracie yep. Manor. Um, even like I've heard Disney people refer to it as that yeah huh it's just become part of the like zeitgeist but it's not actually called that in any way no not not specifically An- no. another in other words is the name of the house Gra- gracie manor it is now yeah now it is but i mean we're calling it that like no. would disney cast members call it that no no because hmm. it's not called haunted mansion that's the name of an attraction right the house has been dubbed gracie manor but it's not like an official thing okay yeah not that all homes have to have names. Well, obviously. mine does. Mine does. <laughs> I mean, that's my goal is to get a place so big and rad that you have to you have to call it something. Yes. Yeah. It would be silly not to. We used to live in a townhouse. It was a townhouse. Yeah. 1,300 square feet. Nothing special. Is this the one by um, like Mooberry-ish? Yeah. 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 And Mooberry, by the way. Mooberry. That's a name. It's the name of an yeah. elementary school here in Oregon. Um. Mooberry. And I guess I can say it because this doesn't lead anyone to me. I don't want to like give my address away, but I don't live there anymore and haven't for a long time. But it was this tiny cul-de-sac 
and it was called Kennedy Estates. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was like, really? Yeah, really? Who thought of that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't junky, but it was townhomes. Anything yeah. estates is funny. I don't and think specifically they, they called it Kennedy Estates. Yeah, it was the name of the oh, street it was on that. that I think was already there. It just made it extra but funny. Though. It was funny. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it qualifies as an estate if. It's attached to another building. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, our street name's pretty silly. It's called... It's very I, it's British. Yeah, anything... Mm-hmm. So the family which owned the mansion is often referred to as the Gracie family, with Gracie being used as a common surname in the haunted mansion mythos. So ah. very folklore-y. Mm-hmm. Urban legend-y. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Master Gracie has been used as a character in media such as the Ghost Gallery, the SLG comics, and the 2003 film. So, yes. Which the we film. watched. Yes, we did, unfortunately. The live-action film starring Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Murphy. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Yeah, they made it Gracie Manor, right? Yes. Yes, they did. That's right. Um, apparently, also, the Jungle Navigation Company... Um, has a book called Tales of the Supernatural written by one Gacy. So they just put cute little nods to it in di- different places throughout the parks and in their media. Okay. Okay. Did I you do... say Gacy? Yeah, that's what I heard too. Yes. They they wanted to celebrate the legendary Imagineer John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Okay. Great. Oh, God. I thought <laughs> looking that one up, kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kids, ask your parents, who's John Wayne Gacy and what did he do? Yeah. He's an American person. Legend? Um, anyway, before you move on, I just wanted to comment. I do think it's cool that Disney, that they do that. That they, yes. They, they like honor the Imagineers and people that came before. Mm-hmm. And it's all through the park. I mean, it is everywhere. The mm-hmm. Main Street windows, the attractions, just small details. It's everywhere. And then it takes on a life of its own, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, last little legacy bit is apparently in 2015, the Attractionistas, which is the doll series what? that Ugh. Disney puts out. Okay. Never heard of I that. don't know. But they had one that was themed around the Haunted Mansion and was named Gracie. Okay. So. What do they look like? Do you have a picture of them? I wonder if that's cool. Oh, oh. those are horrible. Oh, those are horrible. They're like... Oh, God. So like brats. brats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep. those are not cool. No. Mm-hmm. I was kind of excited that they were going to be cute. They're not cute. No. I mean, the only thing cute about them is that they have anything to do with things that I like. Right. Yeah. But we're, that's it. We're currently looking at one that's the one for the Haunted Mansion, Gracie, and then there's one for Pirates of the Caribbean and one for Alice and another one that I don't know what the hell that's supposed to be. And that's an official Disney puts that out? The one on the far left. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that one is. She has blue hair and a dog. (laughs) Blue pigtails with like goggles, like raver goggles. Is it like a Tron thing? I don't Uh, think so. I think so. The heck is she? I I don't don't know. know. Is she maybe like a Disney Channel thing? That's why we don't know. Oh. Huh. Well, this is probably very entertaining for those who can't see the pictures. Yep. Yeah. Audio base show. Yeah. Describe in great detail what we're looking at. Her name is Celeste. I don't know anything about her yet, though. Wow. Still don't know. Oh, she's for Space Mountain. Whatever. Yeah. Well, now you know. Weird. And that is the life, the legend of Mr. Yale Gracie. Interesting. Also known as John Wayne Gacy. Yes. He was um, the clown killer, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. I I love that stuff, man. Because you you visit these attractions so often, especially one like Haunted Mansion where there's so much to digest. The whole attraction is just like there's nothing. Oh, I just saw that for the first time. Every time I go, I see something new. We were talking about that last time we sat next to each other. Well, and the story sort of morphs throughout the attraction, like. Mm-hmm. It's not very clear what you're actually no. there for. You know, look, I know there's a lot of people out there that are more hardcore dedicated fans than we are, and they know the story, and they can, like, whatever. Well, we we 
totally dug into that early on. Mm-hmm. And yes, there is a story, yeah. mm-hmm. but there's also a lot that has nothing to do with the story. Nothing. So it's, yeah. I mean, it's very entertaining. It's very entertaining. And there's a lot there. That's really cool. And it seems to always evolve and change. Um, how many references to him are there, do you think? In the, I don't know. Not just the attraction at that park. Seems like I mean, I feel like there was a window. I think you're right. Hmm. Maybe I'm making that up, though. I'd like there to be. You know, be. let's spray paint one next time. <laughs> we'll make one ourselves right yeah. here. Yale, Gracie! Okay, hear me out. I don't Aaron. mean to sound calloused. I am sad that he and his wife were shot. That, yeah. Please don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But if you gotta die, getting murdered, a murder like mystery, that, and yeah, like your oh, yeah. his legacy is so much stronger because of his murder. Yep. Uh, yeah. His experience I mean, with ghosts when he was young, his positive experience with them. I would prefer right, him to right, have been right, murdered right. at like. 97 yeah or even older like outlive everyone outlive everyone be the oldest man on the planet even then even kind of ponder that day too, saying i'm ready now yeah i think i might be ready yeah and then he's murdered Mm -hmm. in a fun way though he's still considered murder at that point probably not (laughs) mercy (laughs) there was sorry that just reminded me of there was a thing on the last podcast where they're talking about overdoses like fatal overdoses and ben goes is it still called an overdose if you're intending to kill yourself <laughs> isn't that the appropriate dose <laughs> oh. uh. wah, wah, wah. dark hello ladies and gentlemen i'm happy to say that this episode is brought to you by distro kid DistroKid is a service that musicians use to put music into online stores and streaming services. These include iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, even TikTok, and many, many more. With DistroKid, you can quickly and easily distribute your music for as little as $19.99 a year. And check this out. You keep 100% of your earnings. And you get unlimited uploads for one yearly fee. And to make things even easier, you can split the earnings between you and your bandmates. So when that pesky little bass player of yours gives you a hard time about not giving him his share, tell him to relax and say, DistroKid's got this. So do yourself a favor and get started today. Go to distrokid.com forward slash VIP forward slash stateside and get 7% off your first year's membership. Uh, before we move on to our recommended picks, uh, just a quick Disney park uh, update. I'm sure you guys know, but annual passes now are back. We talked about this last week, but now they're officially available. So you Sweet. can go buy them. Sounds like Ashley, can you confirm this? It sounds like we are going to wait until we go in December. Yes. It's easier to do it in person, right? We had an existing five day park hopper ticket that we got for the December trip. So we are going to show up on first day or last day, whatever they tell us to do. And, and just to be clear, it. we're basing this off of what uh, Fresh, Fresh Baked, Baked said. He, he mm-hmm. indicated that if you wanted, if you already had tickets the way that we did and you want to, because it, it's, we felt kind of gypped that you went and bought an annual pass. But you already right. had tickets. Like, can I can I combine that in my annual pass? Mm-hmm. It sounds like you can, okay. but you have to do it in person for at whatever. the kiosk, at which the kiosk. is I think how it always was, wasn't it? Probably. Oh, maybe not in person, but mm, yeah, I think I you had know. to do it while you were there. Yeah, right, that's what yeah. we did. That's how we got ours, which is better anyway, because then it starts the day you're there instead of starting now. You don't want it now. Yeah, I mean, she was talking about it the other day. It's like there's no, we don't need to get it. There's right. no reason. To get I'd rather it right have now. the clock start ticking. As long as there's not a limited amount, I'm not worried about it. I doubt there is, though. No. I I think we're fine. So yeah, Famous last words. Yeah. (laughs) I know. But for those who go, you know, even a handful times a year, it's it's finally there. It's available. Yay. Yay. I have a media wreck. Do it. Zero to do with Disney. Cool. Per usual. As it usually does. Um, It is a show that is old. 
it came out started in 2011 called mm-hmm. Episodes, and oh, I have been yeah. binge watching it. Is that um? It's what's his name? Matt LeBlanc, as in Joey oh. from Friends. But isn't it done by someone? Uh, I'm trying to think. The guy, the British guy, written by David Crane. Oh, and never mind. Jeffrey Cleric. I, I think you're thinking of extras. You've been thinking of extras. Yes. What is his name? Help me. David Brent guy. Yeah. Ricky I have Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Ah, I, th- yeah, yeah. I thought it was a Ricky no, Gervais. No, okay, gotcha. Okay, Matt LeBlanc guy yes. from Friends. So, As we said, we're all very tired. Uh-huh. Um, Matt LeBlanc stars in this comedy series as Matt LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's starring as himself. That's right. Um, and it's the former Friends actor stars as an actor who is cast in an American version of a couple's British sitcom that is popular overseas. But as the star LeBlanc reworks the show into what turns out to be a terrible cliche, causing tension in the couple's marriage. And it is ridiculous yeah I, but it's i heard funny. really it's, good things about it. it's well acted yeah uh, the first episode well even like the first season it looks like it's shot on someone's phone it's really the production value is terrible mm-hmm. um but it's it's great it has it has recognizable people in it that i don't know who they are i mean i i'm terrible Just with names shows, but yeah. yeah there's there's random people in it that you're like oh that's that's somebody but awesome uh it's funny it's pretty appropriate i would say it's like maybe tv 14 you say it's hbo uh no it's netflix okay cool yeah i remember that from a few years back love it speaking of friends did you guys watch the friends special and i I will not i haven't seen it i'm not interested yeah you don't like to show friends i like friends in very small doses but it just it's like the same joke over and over and over with a laugh track I hate laugh tracks. Laugh tracks so are so much. insane. We've, <laughs> I've ruined shows all the time for people. I'm like, I, I can't get over it sometimes. Yeah. It's so weird. I have to force myself it's... to not think about it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And but then once I start I... thinking of it, yeah. It's as awful. soon as I notice it, it's all over. To be fair, though, have you ever seen like when people take the laugh track out? Oh, it's you know, awful. friends without laugh track. It's not yeah. funny at it's all. It's So lame. It's just simply not funny. Like, like <laughs> Matt LeBlanc walks into a room. And usually it would be, ooh, and clapping and yeah. stuff, and it's not. Nothing. It's just it's... him walking into a room and no one's reacting. <laughs> the way it would be <laughs> so in normal weird. life. Yeah. Uh, so good. You want me to go, Ash? You ready? Go for it. Okay. I'm going to do two, technically. The first one is a series also not Disney-related and also a throwback show mm-hmm. from back in Z-Day. And we have been re-watching the show Dexter. Lately. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. We just we just drilled through season one, just started season two. It man. If you haven't watched it in a while, I highly recommend it. It holds up. It's so well done. Especially the first couple seasons. Are that would flawless. be a good rewatch. Yeah. And it's yeah. about to come out with the ten season or ten episode season standalone right. in the fall. Soon. Yeah, the really? fall. Which is kind of what kicked us off to yeah. revisit. They were filming in Worcester where my cousin lives. And one of the guys I managed. Yeah, um, and isn't Worcester spelled like Worcester? Worcester. Oh, Worcester. Yeah. Yes. Worcester. Not Worcestershire. That's the sauce. They'll know you, you ain't from around here. No. If you say it like she that. says Worcester. Worcester. W- yeah. Worcester. Worcester. Alan says Worcester. Yeah. I, She's a transplant Worcester. though. They're wrong. That's not how you say it. It's a ridiculous but name. That's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's I'm not. Name. I'm not gonna argue. Never mind. Um, and then my second recommendation is the podcast series. From the last podcast on the left that's the name of a podcast and the series they're doing is on billy the kid it's a three-part series i'm actually only in the first part just finished uh, part one but it's really good and they're so funny that anything they talk about is hilarious um really well researched and yeah it's just wild like the american wild west was such a crazy time mm-hmm. in america's history and this kid he's literally a kid he ran away basically when he was like 14 just a wild boy just a wild boy died at 19 yeah oh my gosh really young all of it happened really young a lot of the myth is untrue and a lot of it is true there's kind of a a, you know happy medium there um yeah just crazy The, the west was insane yeah i mean this this is a time where it was basically not illegal to break out of prison 
because they just expected everyone to try to get out of prison. So they just <laughs> it's like, hey, man, you did it. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. And it started out so small. Like he he would steal things because he needed them because he right. was like poor. He was and... Living on the streets or whatever. Yeah. Like he sold he stole butter, a big thing of butter and then sold that butter back to a shopkeep in town. <laughs> So that was like the big criminal that this kid was at first. Butter. Butter. Okay. Just butter. I mean. 1800s butter. Butter's great. Yeah. So there you go. Check it out. Billy the Kid. Cool. I have an animal hero of the week. I'm sure you'll be shocked to hear that it's a cat. (laughs) (laughs) So here's just a little little story about this cat. So Piran, I guess, is the cat's name. Black Cat was anything but unlucky and drew the praise of the farmer who found a stranded woman. So a a woman was said to be missing on a Saturday afternoon in Cornwall. Her neighbor starts looking for her. She says, I went off in my truck to search our farm and fields, but there was no sign of the woman. Uh, her Her other members of the family and people who were nearby joined in this search efforts. Then they noticed Piran, the cat, was sitting in the gate to one of the maize fields, that's corn for you Yankees, <laughs> meowing at them incessantly. And that was unusual, she said. The cat is very attached to her, and he was going back and forth in the gateway and meowing, so I decided to go and search the maize field. The crop is currently seven feet high with only a small track around the edge for access. So miss, miss her name. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say her name had to shout for her neighbor. So here's the kitty. He's a he's a black kitty. He looks like Dexter. He does look like Dexter, but shorter uh, hair. Uh, uh, and he's a hero. He saved his mama. Aww. I like the idea of the incessant meowing being the thing that saved her too, because Dexter is an incessant meower as well. Yeah, midges too. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Good job, buddy. What? Where do people find that? Can they look that up? Um, I found it on Reddit. But if you look up Cornwall cat, old lady. Cornwall cat, old lady. Sure she was, by there. the way, she was 83. Oh. And oh, wow. fell 70 feet through barbed wire. I missed that part. Oh, that changes the story. Yeah. She's a hero. Wow. He's a little hero. What a good boy. What yep. a good boy. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent. And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Producer Ash. The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WRHatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram. This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show. And we'll be back here next week.